Our dynasty on the morning bliss. Like I did say, we are going to be talking about traditional solutions for cancer, chemo versus cannabis. Um, we find it difficult to connect with uh, Terry. Uh, Gilbert, co-founder of Chariots Green Pharmacy, but we do have uh, Radia Khan, who's her co-director. Um, Radia, thank you very much for joining us. Good morning. Thank you so much for having us, and good morning to you and the listeners as well. So, Radia, tell us about uh, this uh, particular um, organization you have, uh, Chariots Green Pharmacy, and I love the way the pharmacy is spelled. <laughs> so, um, thank you so much. Um, Chariot's Green Pharmacy is our baby. It began in 2012. Um, and yeah, you know, so, so Terry and I partnered at, at a later stage and, you know, we came together as two women who have similar interests in formulation. Um, you know, we both have a background knowledge of working with a lot of people's skins and bodies. And, um, you know, we, we've really had to learn through dealing with people's illnesses that there needs to be safer products out there. But also, you know, we considered ourselves rebel business when we began because we were one of the few that were formulating with cannabis and full-spectrum cannabis effect. All right. Uh, and uh, talking about medicine, when we say the word medicine, we automatically think of the pharmaceutical medicines that are done in you know, uh, a medical environment. But that's not always the case, especially when we know that there's traditional medicines. Yes, of course. So, you know... Um, I, I don't actually like um, the distinctions that are made currently because traditional medicine was the original medicine. You know, they often refer to it as alternative medicine. And, you know, there are such vast differences between the two industries from the recognition and definition of what illness is. Um, so many people think of symptoms when they think of illness. And, you know, it's so much more than what one sees with the eye. Healing encompasses all that the human is. And I feel that modern medicine in, you know, its 200 years of existence has really done a lot to wipe out thousands of years of generationally acquired knowledge. All right. And now, you know, we've got uh, cannabis. A lot of people are talking about cannabis. Explain to us the, 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 the or maybe demystify cannabis for us. Demystify it for us because it has been almost demonized for, you know, time immemorial. And now all of a sudden we are told that cannabis is a traditional solution to a lot of ailments. Yes. So, you know, this has long been known. If, if we actually, you know, ask our grandmothers, for example, or if we remember back to being small, if we were sick with asthma or croup and things like that, our grannies would often boil the cannabis. 
Um, many ancient traditions have often looked at um, looked to cannabis as a smokable herb for many reasons. In the Rastafari culture, it's considered a sacrament. When people are buried, they are embalmed. When a baby is born, the baby is blessed with cannabis. So, you know, we, we need to um, play a very big role in the re-education and destigmatization of what cannabis is. Because when we look at it truthfully and scientifically, you know, a lot of the reason why cannabis was the poster child for the war on drugs was because, um, you know, it was demonized. Um, there's a validation under our 1965 Drug Act that the use of cannabis would cause people of different races to intermingle. So, you know, I cannot understand why laws like that are upheld in South Africa in 2023. And, you know, we have to also refer to... Um, the Gareth Prince judgment and the decriminalization of cancer and what it actually opened up for people on the one hand and how it has been detrimental to industry for indigenous people. You know, and and uh, the value, the medicinal value of cannabis, has it been tested accurately? Because I wanted to get into the conversation around cancer and how it is, uh, um, cannabis is said to be able to treat cancer. So has it been tested adequately? Yes, absolutely. So one of the things about cannabis that cannot be, be argued is that it's the world's most researched plant. And the research is very freely and readily available all over because of the popularity of cannabis. And it's shown to have at least 36,000 medical applications, 50,000-plus industrial uses. So, you know, when we look at this, we can think freedom of food, freedom of medicine, emancipation of our people back into industry. And, yeah, you know, like there's so much that cannabis can do. And when we go into the whys of why it's become illegal and how the medicine, um, the, the medicine regulator controls cannabis, how um, you know, profits are driven, because whether we the people are in on the industry or not, South Africa is the fourth largest producer of cannabis globally. So the market is there, the industry exists. What we are saying is where are we and our medicine and our recognition in that number? Sure. And the treatment on its own of um, cancer. Um, a lot of people are saying all cancers can be cured without chemo if you are using uh, cannabis. Is this true? So to a large degree, yes. I don't believe that Cannabis is a standalone factor, but it certainly is a huge factor when it comes to healing. Um, the endocannabinoid system is very much um, an intrinsic part of our body, hence um, our mention of full spectrum, because we don't have a CBD or a THC system in our body. We have an endocannabinoid system, 
which is a locking key system. And when you use an isolate, like what is often being punted, these CBDs in stores, um, that is not whole body, whole plant. Um, it's a component of the plant and isolation of the plant in people. Uh, you know, people's results will eventually plateau. There, there is, um, you know, benefits to using CBD, but it cannot be marketed the way that it is. And often, you know, again, another unfair advantage in the industry is that companies like Biskin were selling CBD before it was directly legal for us to possess the plant. So, you know, these were foreign products and, you know, there needs to be space for local industry. And, you know, even though we, we, we're grateful for um, Judge Saunders' open-mindedness, we, we feel that, you know, a lot of things have slipped through the cracks of this ruling, especially indigenous industry. So, you know, the terms that the industry has taken now is not matching what was argued in court. And, you know, so we need to be able to reconcile what medicine is and people need to have that freedom to be able to discern. And you can only make informed choice, you know, once information is not bought and paid for. Because there's always been these peer-reviewed studies that, that you know, um, medicine, modern medicine is said to conform to, but they often hold us as traditional people to higher standards than they have. Chemotherapy is, um, is a toxin. How do you use a carcinogen to cure, to cure cancer? But uh, Radia, if a person is put in a position that they know they have cancer and they're saying, well, at least I've seen some testimonies of chemotherapy, but I've never seen anything around cannabis, um, how, how does that person make a correct choice? And I hear you when you say there needs to be the correct, you know, dissemination of information and the legalities of it. But have there been any cases of cancer that have been cured uh, utilizing cannabis? Many, many. So, um, like, for example, let's just take the, the Rick Simpson oil. Um, this is a man who, you know, in the, in the time that he was um, suffering from cancer, he um, created this oil out of cannabis, and he actually put the information out there in the public domain so that people with cancers would be able to grow the plants and create this oil and medicate themselves. Now, we, we understand the need for standards. We absolutely believe that there should be standards, that there should be safe practice. But um, truthfully, cannabis has zero toxicity. The, the only real side effects of cannabis is hungry, happy, sleepy. Isn't that what all sick people need? <laughs> <laughs> Hungry, happy, sleepy, right? Yeah, um, and the 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 the, the commercialization of cannabis now, which is a traditional medicine, 
Um, how can we ensure that there's correct uh, communication around it, so the marketing, as you say, but also uh, the, the value chain of cannabis includes everyone. We know grandmothers from Eastern Cape, KwaZulu-Natal, have been planting it for years. They've been, you know, criminalized and victimized and demonized for planting it. But now we find it at uh, big retail stores. However, it's the licensing. So how do we correct this? So... I, so Terry and I actually um, met in the field fighting for cannabis. So, um, you know, like we, we met uh, through the CDCSA um, and the formation of the CDCSA was um, instructed by government. So there was a company called, um, the name escapes me, um, the Medical Intelligentsia, where um, these two people gathered all the relevant players and stakeholders in cannabis and, you know, got government to sit down at the table and actually instruct for the formation of an industry association. Um, So, you know, these were all good people that got together and said, you know what, we either know the benefits of cannabis or we've worked with cannabis and, you know, let us get together as communities and people and, and form this industry. So, you know, this organization was started with the best of intents, um, you know, and then fast forward, um, we now represent the ACIA, which is the African Cannabis Industry Association, um, we also represent the FASA, which is the Black Farmers Association of South Africa. And we very much are involved in demonstrating industry using our business. So, you know, our products are proof of concept. Um, our brand allows access to cannabis and healing through cannabis um, advice. Um, and then on the other hand, you know, we also are female role players in this industry because so many industries are male dominant and we believe that this is one industry that has so much of power that should be harnessed by women because it's very much a healing energy. It's the female plant that we often use and, you know, that is not um, discriminating against him but when we talk healing, we often talk about the female cannabis our dynasty on the morning bliss all right a team is we are so grateful that you're always listening to the morning bliss uh, that we started um at the beginning of this financial year in april it was uh, an exciting time right at 3 to uh, 5 a.m and well when it's public holidays until 6 a.m and we engage with you so peter has just sent a message peter we acknowledge what you're saying on your message we hear you we've just been taught by clement to be active listeners and proper communicators 
places. And that's what we're going to do. We've heard you. Thank you very much for your feedback. But you must know one thing. The music is a mandate. We need to keep playing it. Just like the content is a mandate. So this early morning, we shall continue enjoying great music. And I hope, Peter, it will get you up and running for a great morning. It is the morning bliss. We continue with our conversation. Uh, Radia Khan um, was going to help us understand um, medicine as a modality and medicine as a business. Radia, can you hear us better now? Yes, thank you. All right. Please do respond. Um, explain to us what medicine is as a modality and as a business. So when we look at industry, we understand, you know, that many industries, especially in Africa, are colonized industries. And there are very few industries that are people-owned. And cannabis is one industry that is really intended to be people-owned. And one of the reasons is medical freedom. So when there is an industry driven by profit, people are seldomly put first. Their health and their well-being is seldomly ever put first. You know, like let's, for example, look at the mining sector and the damage that it does to the soils and the people in these mining towns and communities. Like, um, I lived in Bosmont, and just a stone throw away in Rivoli, they actually refer to it as zombie town, and these are people that have literally been damaged by the mining industry. So when we talk about industry and healing, they are not, really synonymous with each other because as soon as the profit model is put before the people, the the people cannot actually derive direct benefit. Radia is still there. I'm still here. Okay, excellent. Thank you so very much, Radia. You know, the information you've given us is uh, very uh, eye-opening, and I'm hoping that there'll be more research put into um, the use of cannabis for treatment of cancer or even prevention of cancer. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us, and we look forward to engaging with you more. We're also looking forward to Terry, but uh, with lines the way they are, unfortunately, we couldn't get her on the line. Have a great day further. Thank you so much, Amanda.